Stay fat like Tyrio. Okay, young Chipotle. I see you out here, boy. Eat and do it. <laughs> I wouldn't call it like considered Chipotle good eating, but yeah. I don't eat at Chipotle. Like, what's the big thing about it? I know. I think I, isn't it like Tex Mex or something? That's basically what it is. I mean, I've I like Chipotle. There was a time in my life where I like fucked up some Chipotle. Like, they make really good, like, bowls and shit, so I don't um, particularly care too much for the burritos, but the bowls and the salads, I fuck with them. Okay, so their big thing is throwing a bunch Just of, a bunch of yeah. into a bowl and selling it to people. Yeah. It's supposed to be, like, quality ingredients and shit, but I leave that for interpretation. Yeah, I can't really talk too much. I just got done. Well, I I was gonna cook like a turkey, like a turkey, like a ground turkey, like taco. Like that was the idea, right? Like I was supposed to be trying to do something a little bit more healthy, and then that quickly turned into like a grilled turkey burger with um like taco seasoning, and then I just kept adding stuff, and it quickly like killed the whole point of being healthy you fucked up yeah i kind of i waited too long to eat man that's the thing like you can't wait too long to eat or you start adding stuff that doesn't really do anything you know for your health it just helps your soul true i've been cooking a lot lately like uh i mean i just went out to eat with my family but i've been cooking a lot like i bought this i'm getting really fucking old there's like when you have kids, you'll find out that each child puts five years onto your life. Um, so I bought like this griddle, not like a electric one that you keep in the house. Nah, like a outdoor propane powered fucking griddle, <laughs> like straight out of the back of Chipotle. <laughs> so I've been making like Philly cheesesteaks. I've been waking up in the morning making like. Big ass breakfasts and omelets and shit. Hell it's been yeah. the best thing ever. Hell yeah! What's yeah. Um, what's up? What's going on? Shit. Um, you know, uh, stocks. Well, not, not stocks have been stocks. People are just um getting back into wanting to learn more about investing and um, uh, something I started talking about on Facebook. More was oh we're recording by the way, just yeah I see that. Yeah, okay but um yeah uh people want to get more into investing and something I started having a conversation with a lot of people on uh, Facebook and Instagram was uh the like how much a credit card can really benefit you when it comes to having that residual income 
to invest in the first place. Like you don't always want to have to invest like, you know, a good percentage of your paycheck every month, like freeing mm-hmm. up some of that like residual income is so underrated. Like a lot of people out here, you know, grinding every day of the week, mm-hmm. trying to make the biggest paycheck. But, you know, the real move, you know, for people that's, you know, living around our uh, annual salary is not to make as much money as possible, but to keep more of the money that you spend on the day to day. Right. I don't think too many people know about that bag yet. No, I mean, there's a lot of different things like passive income, residual income, like your work income. There's there's a bunch of other things. I'm slowly checking that, like checking that list off one by one. But, you know, we'll get there one day. Still young. I'm old, but I'm young. Right. right. Uh, so as far as credit cards go, what about the credit cards do you enjoy? Like as far as residual income goes, like what benefits do you receive as far as holding a credit card? So personally, my two best credit cards that I have that I use the most frequently Number one is the Chase Sapphire Preferred. And for all my military people out there, if you don't, if you're currently serving in the military and you're not utilizing a credit card, you're really just shooting yourself in the foot because we get annual fees waived on almost every major credit card. Yeah, like you, the 250, you know, 500 Amex, uh, uh, the Amex card had one of them has uh, $550 annual fee the chase sapphire has like between 95 and 200 you don't pay any of that you don't pay the annual fees and usually when there's a high annual fee usually good benefits come behind it and they very much do help so great benefits i think um i was i read an article last month or a month before about this dude he racked up $200,000 $200,000 in rewards Jeez. and you know he did it all legitimately like all legally but the way he did it was somehow he did it to where he could only like he didn't spend much of his own money mm-hmm. if that makes sense and when he went to go cash that out because it was all going to be tax free it was yeah. 200 grand tax free but when he went to go to cash out uh, clearly, the big corporations were like, "Yeah, that's not gonna work," and they ended up switching up the rules on them. <laughs> like yeah, right they, before you cashed out, so it was trash. And I, there's so many. And as quick of a lick as that guy hit, um, there's still plenty of benefits that exist on these cars to where you won't get necessarily like two hundred thousand dollars back in uh points or any type of award that they give you, but you do get a really good amount so i'm gonna start off by um i'm gonna talk about my experience before i start like giving out like you know because i told people um told some of my friends on facebook that i would make a post for um and this is kind of the post for uh people that want to get into credit cards that might have zero no credit or bad credit all the way up to you know you're drifting into the 600s you're pushing to the 700s and you know the journey from eight to eight fifty, and you know, getting that mm. last little bit um knocked off. I won't disclose my credit score because last time I did it, my mom got mad at me. But as, uh, as she should. 
And we're back. Uh, I said some things that I shouldn't have said. And <laughs> so we are going to travel. Um, uh, before we get to the beginner's credit cards, uh, for anybody with a credit score of zero to like, I would say, what would you say, like the break off from like terrible credit into working credit? Because like working credit, I would say, is between 630 and 700 is you don't have all the benefits of being able to get whatever card you want. And, but you're to get from like a 630 to 720, honestly, is only a couple of months. So I'm going to yeah. put that in, I'm going to put that in the middle. 630 and up is you're in the middle. So I, I'd say, I'd say from 600 to 720, probably because usually the minimum for a lot of shit is 600. Yeah. Um, I know for a VA loan it's six twenty. I think it might be less than that, but a lot of things I've seen have been like minimum six hundred, blah blah blah. And realistically, um, right now a lot of people should be doing a lot of research on credit and the credit bureaus because all three credit bureaus are going to be going away pretty soon, and they're all going to be formed into one. I. I- I mean, this might be a whole conversation that uh, we could really get into later. But my quick note on that is I don't know why they haven't done it already, because whenever I check my credit karma, my Equifax and my TransUnion, nine times out of 10 are within a point of each other. Like whatever they're counting, whenever it moves up or it moves down, typically it's for the same reasons. Mm-hmm. And they mirror each other so closely. I I get it. They're separate entities, but you know, they do the same thing. Like, I don't think, I think only at one point when I was in my like career, uh, credit building days, um, and I'm still building my credit, uh, was it like maybe a five or six point difference, but that gap closed after, I think that was around the time, uh, what was it? TransUnion got, uh, their information hacked. Yeah. And I had to freeze all my stuff for like a week while they got their stuff together. But, um, I think the biggest thing with the credit bureaus is that they're all privatized. Yeah. So there's not really much regulation that can go on between them. I think that that's the biggest thing. So other than that, I mean, if you keep your shit straight, you'd be good. But some people do get fucked, unfortunately. But yeah, just, every other country doesn't have a credit system. No, not at all. Like, England's credit system is different from ours. You would think that they're similar, but uh, no, I don't. And I'm not even going to get into that in this podcast because that's just I've been around so many different places that it just doesn't make sense. Like we're fortunate to be in America. We have a long way to go as Americans to make, you know, the societal norms of our country from, you know, African-Americans, brown people, all that. I always put that out there like there's a long way to go when it comes to that. You know, we're just now getting the spotlight of, um, you know, racial inequality didn't stop after 1964. Uh, it just became more sneaky and we're kind of, you know, confronting things that we should have confronted really since, uh, reconstruction. Uh, we're kind of confronting those issues now, but back to credit before we get too far off the beaten, <laughs> the beaten path and get on. 
our, our, our soapbox. Um, one of the credit cards that I really like is, um, and this uh, approval rate for this uh, credit card, I would say you need to have about a 720 mm-hmm. and up to get approved for it. And that's the Chase Sapphire um, Preferred. And again, if you're in the military, get all the all the cars that I'm about to name, you do not pay an annual fee for. Like it's free to have, free to reap the benefits. All you have to do is, and this is the biggest thing, be responsible with your credit card. It's normal yeah. day purchases. You're just because you have a five thousand dollar credit or whatever their beginning credit limit is, that's not an extra five thousand dollars. That is what you should pretend is in your bank account right like don't go crazy you know go buying shoes and oh but the shoes give me more point nope nope you don't need them <laughs> you yeah that's, don't need them that's when i fucked up when i had first got my first credit card mm-hmm. uh since then i'm obviously ratified that but or rectified uh but yeah it sucked like looking at my credit score at that point in time but when you when you fix it or when you build it, it's probably the best feeling in the world. Um, as far as credit cards go, I feel like any credit card you get is good to build yeah, your credit from. It will the, help. Uh, the other shit is just rewards. I mean, rewards you can get travel points, cash yeah. back on certain things, but any credit card that you get is going to establish your credit. Like you can get the Apple card. The Apple yeah. card doesn't really run your credit, but once you get that credit line and start making payments on it, it's reported to the three bureaus. Yeah. So, and yeah. you can choose what your credit limit wants. Like will be like, you can get a card from Best Buy or Lowe's Home Depot, something, something crazy. And the credit limit will be $500. Mm-hmm. I think the main rule is 30%. Like you only want to have 30% yeah. of your balance. Like taken hey. up. Yeah, you only want to spend up to so if you have a, uh, we'll just say one hundred because that's a nice round number. If you have a credit card limit of, not nah, one thousand, one hundred would just be some crackhead stuff. Um, if you had a credit limit <laughs> of a thousand, uh, three hundred is the golden number where uh Credit Karma isn't gonna show you know TransUnion, Equifax knocked you mm-hmm. for using when you start venturing higher into the realms of that, you'll notice that uh, it's called your percentage usage. If your percentage usage goes up uh, for whatever reason, now if you consistently spend about 30, 30% of your credit limit, um, your credit may be affected for a little bit, but it'll recover because that's the norm that it'll find is okay. This is what this person is commonly doing. Right. And there's other factors to it. There's a, like length of your credit line that has been open. Yeah. Uh, credit history, age, how many credit, like how many like accounts open, that you yeah. have open. So, yeah. There's yeah. The more come like credit. Once you get past 700 and you're starting to build towards 750, that's kind of where uh, you learn the nuances of how to build credit because it's weird things. Like um, if this is going to be your first credit card that you're going to get, uh, don't get a store card as your first credit card mm-hmm. simply because um, if you ever stop shopping at that store, what some stores would do, even if your account balance is zero, if you if it's been inactive for a certain, and this happened to me and it, you know, wrecked my, 
I think it dropped my credit by some crazy amount of points because it was my uh, longest lasting credit history. Each card has its own age. Mm-hmm. And the more cards you have with an older age, the better your credit gets because uh, what the credit bureau sees, you've managed your uh, credit cards properly. You've managed borrowing money. That's the big game with building your credit. You have to borrow someone else's money and pay it off, particularly uh, major banks. Um, yeah. And yeah, when I had a JCPenney card that I got like in high school and... I think I got it because they said I was going to save like uh, they would instantly save me uh, twenty five dollars on my purchase that day. There was zero (laughs) dollar annual fee. It it sounds all nice and good until you join the military and you go to a country where JCPenney isn't at. And yeah, they just cut my account after a while. Like I didn't Mm -hmm. tell them to do it. And it significantly dropped my credit score. Like and I had no idea why I did it. And. Those were the little nuances, but um, one really good note to take um, from this podcast, if um, you're either building your credit, you're just now getting started, you're fixing your credit, you're trying to make it better. um, Bad credit is easy to fix even when you fuck it up. Yeah. Um, Even like bad credit isn't like a do or die, like. You could have, I don't know how you end up with a 300 credit score, but you could have a 300 credit score and build it back up to 600 and then dr- drift off into 700. Mm-hmm. I would probably say within a year of just paying your borrowed money. Like that's the name of the game. You just have to pay off the borrowed money, even if it's still interest on it because you didn't pay it all off at once. You know, at the bare minimum, pay the minimum amount on whatever debt you have and your credit will build. That's just how it works. And you can pay it strategically. Um, Like you can pay half two weeks prior to your due date. And then you can pay the other half a day before your due date. And it looks like you make two payments within one period Mm -hmm. and it looks better on your credit. And you're kind of paying things off early in their eyes. Yeah, and it's just these weird little games like it. And I know, guys, it sounds dumb, like listening to some of this stuff. It's it's a real weird game, but it's easy once you get used to it. You just mm-hmm. understand the ins and the outs. Um, you maybe only have to look at your um, check your credit card accounts. I would say more, of course, because you want to make sure, you know, nothing crazy is going on with it. But in reference to like paying stuff off, you maybe only have to pay once or twice a month i i just pay it all off at the beginning of every month after i finally knocked off all my credit card debt um i made an active effort to only spend what i was intentionally going to spend in the first place and mm-hmm. not splurge that's uh the name dis- of the game disputing things with the credit bureaus too yeah. is not as hard as it seems half the time you just got to write a letter mm-hmm. but uh, and then certain things, there's little things in and out, like certain things shouldn't be in collections as far as I want to say hospital bills, like medical bills. Yeah. Because if they go to collections, I guess that's a break in the HIPAA laws and all this other bullshit. And I could see that. That could get that whole amount that you owe. It's almost unethical, but that whole amount <laughs> that you owe can be like written off. Yeah. Off your credit. 
but there's a lot of things that you can do to get your credit good. Bankruptcy is not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. If you need to file bankruptcy, file bankruptcy because it can help you out a lot. Yeah. Seven years is how long it's seven or ten is how long it stays on your credit report. Yeah, and it'll drop off. Any any bad report, uh, seven to ten years has a waiting age. I'm not gonna tell people the <laughs> the dumb thing you could do that actually works, but it's like a it's, it's just a, you guys can connect the dots. If you could wait out bad credit, uh, it'll go away. Mm-hmm. But the goal is to not get it in the first place, right, guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't not. spend money you don't have. That that that's the name of the game. <laughs> Um, but, uh, <laughs> now that we broke down, um, you know, service level, uh, credit, um, we could go into some of the bonuses cause the bonuses, once you get introduced to credit, um, using credit cards is what provides you with residual income because you'll save money on, either cash back or points like Martin said. Um you could either like if you go to Starbucks, like one of my cards has a Starbucks right a Starbucks promotion where I get I think 15% off all my purchases. Mm-hmm. So it seems very small and incremental until you realize like how much you spend in a day. Like if you get it's the same thing as getting like Kroger plus points or if you get gas points at a gas station. You know, right. a, cu- a couple of cents. Like if I to- asked you, hey, I'll give you a dime off for every gallon of gas you purchase. That sounds amazing. Now, if I told you, I'll just give you a dime you know, I'll just give you, you know, 12 dimes. You know, that doesn't sound all that great. It's all about how you, you know, conceptualize it. And also the cards do different things. So yeah. for the Chase Sapphire, for instance. Uh, signing bonus is eighty thousand uh bonus points. So Chase Sapphire is points based, and it's an airlines card. I like airline cards because when I was overseas in England, uh, I flew a lot, I traveled a lot. Uh, it was mo the credit cards were mostly for when I wanted to come back to America because that was the most expensive ticket mm-hmm. I had to get while I was doing my things. And eighty thousand bonus points, roughly in Chase points, that is about. I would say $850 to $950 worth of points. And that's just from, you know, applying for it, getting um, approved for it. And it says um, 80,000 bonus points after you spend $4,000 in the first three months of your account opening. A lot of people get discouraged by that because that sounds like a lot until you realize most of us spend $4,000. If you break it down within three months, this is about eleven hundred dollars a month. Right. Um, you can't put like bills on a credit card. That doesn't work to my knowledge. Uh, last time I tried it, uh, <laughs> ATC <laughs> told me no. So you you can't do that. But um, basic purchases such as uh, gas, groceries throughout the month. If you ever go out, uh, by the time you get a Chase Sapphire card, uh, your credit. Uh, your credit score might re- the way it reflects and this is just perception um you if you go to like a, an event like a basketball game anything like that 
something something that I did is I would pay for my friend's stuff whenever we would do stuff. And I would tell him, hey, just give me the money. I'll put it on my card. Mm-hmm. And that got me to 4000 super quick. I paid it all off just as easily as I was paying for my own stuff. You know, we're a community, you know, help each other out. Right. And those 80,000 bonus points uh, got me a flight back from England to Atlanta. I think you still have to pay like a base tax. And so I think I paid $17 for a round trip. Uh, That's not bad. Yeah. And um, there's also a bunch. They have a lot of other promotions that go on with it. Um, They have uh, they'll put a thousand dollars towards travel when you redeem through uh, Chase Ultimate Rewards. So when I was flying back, I had also had um, different benefits that could amount up to $1,000 while I was going through different airports, uh, $50 in um, statement credits towards grocery store purchases within the first year of account opening. So, you know, going to the grocery store, I got a little bit of a discount there. And there's other... Uh, micro promotions that they'll do say they'll do a promotion for I already said like Starbucks you know if you're buying clothes from Nike or PacSun if you're going to Chipotle uh, you can get discounts Chipotle. at resta- restaurants like restaurant points or restaurants and grocery store are like the bigger hitters when it comes to credit card uh, points because that's where all of us need to go to sustain ourselves yeah My, I love the Sky Miles uh that is just like traveling is just crazy but plane tickets although they were cheap this past year are going back up which is yeah, ridiculous yeah um sky miles are like probably the best remor- rewards that you can get because you can also use sky miles for certain things other than just plane tickets or you can use them to upgrade your seats yeah for sure or flying long trip and you want to experience first class for the small price of 10,000 extra miles. And it also applies to other things such as uh, rental cars, mm-hmm. hotel rooms. And if say you're over in America and you don't really want to fly overseas, you know, COVID's going crazy. If you just want to do a quick little staycation in whatever n- near city you're in, you could stay at like the, a really nice snazzy hotel in Midtown or something for a crazy low price because hotel points are way lower than like spending hotel points are way lower than spending airline points. And they also have uh different benefits. Um, Chase doesn't have it, but the next card I'm going to bring up has a companion fair and a companion fair is an annual um, discount. Uh, that could be applied towards a second plane ticket if you're going somewhere. So say mm-hmm. if I'm going from Atlanta to Miami, I could get a companion fare ticket. Uh, I think they credit me up to $125 to $150 a year for companion fares. Mm-hmm. And the, it, this is all just up. This is when, like we said, like when residual income really starts coming around, because if you're already going on a trip with somebody else and you tell them, hey, uh, if you combine prices of your ticket and their ticket, if you're the person that's putting on your card, you reduce that plane ticket, that combined cost by one hundred fifty dollars already. 
on top of, you know, if they're running a promotion on whatever airline, because um, you could also buy plane tickets through the credit card sites, which is where you get the most points. You'll get three to five times, you know, the points per dollar on um, these plane tickets doing the exact same thing that you were going to do in the first place, which is go on your vacation. Now you're mm-hmm. just reaping extra benefits, saving extra money. And while you're, you know, in the airport lounge and want to spend a little extra money, you never pay full price for anything. I don't know, man. These rewards are pretty tempting. I've seen some people that have, uh, that have gone to the, like gotten to the point where they could, use all their sky miles you know and all their reward points and reward benefits all the money that they get to go on two month long trips yeah you know around the world buying like a bunch of plane tickets with nothing but their sky miles hotel rooms with nothing but their miles all their points and being able to live i wouldn't say free because they did spend money to get those points and some people have gotten around that hence the dude that made 200k off of rewards <laughs> but <clears throat> honestly i feel like it's worth it it's way better it is especially and this is kind of the you know sun over the horizon for the people who are beginning their credit building journey because once you enter the realm of having access to these cards we're going beyond just saving money at the grocery store now it's just getting into the parts of life that you know, really make it worth it. Uh, the next card I was uh, I want to bring up is the American Express Delta card. Um, that's another one of my favorites. Mm. And this also um, correlates to your Delta Sky Miles. I think both of my cards, all the points for, and that's the beautiful thing, is cards are that are linked to these airline miles usually go straight to the website. So all the points I get from my Chase Sapphire and my American Express all pool into my Delta Sky Miles card. So I could use either card interchangeably and it's all just going towards my next vacation, right? Right. And the Delta Sky Miles, um, the Platinum, the Delta Platinum, same credit score rating of 720, I think is the entry for it. Um, When you get it, you can earn three times miles on Delta purchases. So you earn um, three points per dollar that you spend uh, three times on purchases made directly at hotels, two times miles at restaurants worldwide. So on your credit purchases, it'll categorize all your purchases as something. So whether if it's like grocery, restaurant, um, entertainment. Oh yeah, cre- uh, the points can also buy you like concert tickets. By the way, hmm. on that interesting. Out yeah, um, two times points at supermarkets. And one time, one extra point per dollar on anything else that you might spend your money on. So it's already doubling, you know, the dollar that you spend in the first place and can go all the way up to tripling uh, each dollar. And this is uh, the companion certificate um, that you could apply towards flights. And uh, fun fact, you can also buy extra points. So if you're just short a few hundred points from the trip that you're trying to take, uh, some cards they'll let you split the price on like you know use whatever points you have and then you'll pay the rest in cash or you could just buy extra points and some cards are even cool enough to where if you don't want to use your points you can gift somebody else points 
So you could buy points for somebody else that's trying to go on a vacation and let them do their thing. You know, it's a lot better than paying a hundred percent cash for, for everything. Yeah. yeah. That way you can pay a hundred percent cash for all the dumb shit you buy elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> cryptocurrency. Hey, hold on. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't kill me. I know crypto is a legitimate yeah, investment. Blah, blah, That's the thing. blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> I wouldn't even really look at it as an investment. I mean, it's currency, bro. It just so happens that it inflates to higher than <laughs> Every US time dollars. Elon Musk sneezes at Twitter, ah, Bitcoin sneezes. goes crazy. The Dogecoin goes crazy. That's... And then Robin Hood stops you from selling it. Yeah. So gotta love it. Gotta Ugh. love it. The crazy thing is I I could sell an option on a Robin Hood for like two hundred and fifty dollars of a profit. They're not stopping that. But I guess there's not enough people like trying to deflate yeah, their system say, like there's not like a million people trying to do it. <laughs> yeah, and uh that's something else I figured out. Uh, Robinhood and all these other um, quick apps that we use to invest, uh, they don't actually have the money. They're just a middleman. And the people that they have to request the money, that's why whenever you sell your stocks on Robinhood, you can't withdraw the money for at least two days because they have to get the authorization from the people they got the money from in the first place to give the money back. And when everybody was going nuts on like GameStop a month or two ago, um, you guys pretty much broke their servers. They were like, yeah, we don't have the money and neither do the people we're asking. So we're, <laughs> we're freaking out right now. Just hit the red button to stop. And that made everybody mad. And yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, oh, man, those poor developers. Yeah. But, oh, my God. Yo, imagine the person like doing the coding for Robin Hood and just watching right. it crash like all at once. Like, come had to, well, like, cause, on. cause you, like he had the person or the team, whoever it was that did all the coding for the shit, probably was just like getting so many different types of instructions from so many different ways. He's like, yeah, shut the shit down. And they're like, wait, never mind, don't shut it down. <laughs> just back and forth for like a whole week, day in and day out, man. And that that's that's the bad thing. Well, the unfortunate thing about Robinhood, like it is a it is a useful app. It has the easiest to read interface. I'll give it that. Like if you're just trying to see how much in a day a stock has gone up or down, like it shows you the stuff that most people want to see in the first place. Now, if you want to get into the analytics, get like Weeble or Charles Schwab or something, get something a little bit more complex eat trade or something yeah each but for the you know peanut butter eaters that we are that just want to see the numbers go up and down up and down oh i want to buy cryptocurrency super quick bye 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 what <laughs> yo it's like that uncomfortable kid who just brings peanut butter or like <laughs> who the fuck you know that brought peanut butter to <laughs> <laughs> Yo, are you making fun of me right now, dog? <laughs> I'm kidding. I didn't eat peanut butter for lunch at school. But it, speaking of people, in your in your basic training, did people uh, sneak peanut butter cups? Yes, actually, <laughs> the fucking little P 
peanut butter little packet. Yeah, yeah, for that did, they tell you not to bring back to the did somebody rooms. did somebody in your uh we call them divisions get caught nah, with the shit? Not mine, but somebody from um my brother flight that was across the hall. Uh they uh <laughs> I think somebody snitched on him cuz they didn't like him. And he ended oh, up getting okay. uh washed back a couple of weeks cuz he brought <laughs> peanut butter cups into the bay and it was like, yeah. I mean, most of us have peanut butter cups and protein bars in our locker. It was just you put it in the locker that they can't open unless it's a specific uh, day. And you know when that day is coming. So everybody, you know, that was so unhealthy. I'm pretty sure we were all just like hammering down pro like seven protein bars at a time because it's Oof. like, yo, we can't get caught with these. At night, right? In the yeah, middle of the night. We're just having a whole body seize. Like you can't move your body's tight. Like the sad part is they all know what's going on there. Yeah, they <laughs> it's not their first rodeo. They knew we we're all <laughs> slowly dying of a protein overdose. Yeah. Oh man. But uh <laughs> off of peanut butter and back to credit. Um uh so starting credit cards for people with zero or bad credit um, through my research and everything that I've seen, the discover it um, secured card, uh, mm-hmm. the discovered it secured card is the best when it comes to people who are trying to either fix their credit or get their credit better because they'll, they'll prove you off of these bad criteria or supposedly bad. Uh, benefits of the card is um, there is no credit limit. So the way this card works is it matches whatever deposit you put into it. So if you put $500 into this credit card, they'll match you $500 of credit, of uh, line credit. So the money that they give you. So they'll give you an extra $500. If you give them seven, they'll put in seven, you mm-hmm. know. Um, that's really cool to me because a lot of people, um, just approving them off the bat for, you know, X amount of money isn't always the best thing. Sometimes people do need that small sense of responsibility of, you know, all I have this month to give is, you know, $250. Cool. If you're only going to spend a hundred dollars of that, feel free to put that 250 in there. The extra money that's left there could just be there for a rainy day type stuff. And you could begin building your credit from there. Um, other great thing is it gives you points. And that's something a lot of beginner cards do not do. Uh, this card will give you two, two, a minimum 2% cash back at gas station and restaurants uh, up to $1,000 and purchases per quarter. So every quarter you have up to $1,000 you could spend that you're going to get 2% back um, at participating gas stations. and uh, restaurants plus one percent cash back on all other purchases automatically. So this cash back is uh different from the points because the points are more towards like the you know extracurricular stuff you want to do with your money. This is for the people who are trying to mold their uh credit scores. Um, and Discover is giving you a chance to even save a little bit of money while you're mm-hmm. on the way doing it. And also, it's a FICO credit score for free, so it'll tell you your credit score for free. You might nick it a little bit, but if you have bad credit in the first place, you probably don't care. 
So, it don't matter. <laughs> and it does an unlimited cashback match uh, where they'll match. Uh, it says will automatically match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. There's no limit to how much will match, which is amazing for mm. any credit card in, at all. But for a beginner credit card that lets people work off of virtually nothing. And, you know, this is the kind of stuff that helps get your feet off the ground and get you moving towards that residual income end goal. Or I wouldn't call it an end goal because it's a marathon, but, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it's never too late to start your credit journey. But I feel like a lot of people, if you're starting now, just kind of take your time now and kind of figure everything out. That way you don't fuck it up while it's really, really too late. And then by the time you fix it, you're 80 and decrepit and fucking <laughs> there's no point. So uh, the the best thing to do now is learn, slowly learn. And if you end up having children or if you have nieces and nephews and shit like that, teach them financial literacy, credit and all this Please. other good stuff. That way they have a head start. Yeah. Well, like instead of doing exactly what you did and continuing that cycle so yeah because the schools ain't gonna teach them i don't expect the school to teach them uh financial literacy uh at the end of the day it's something that we yeah if it's a private but you're putting money into a private school we talking about these clayco babies um (laughs) you know we in today's age like social media and the internet and technology is too far ahead for us to not better ourselves and i get it is um for a lot of people we're a little late to the party that's cool like i said bad credit is easy to fix um you just have to put in the effort towards it and um i forgot to say uh the discover it a secured card uh it along with this next card i'm about to bring up uh is no annual fee so while all these benefits are you know available for you to be saving even if it's, you know, just at gas station and restaurants in the beginning, that's eventually going to snowball into something bigger and better. Um, this other card is uh, the Pedal Visa card, P-E-T-A-L. It is the Pedal Visa card. No annual fees. Uh, credit limit is anywhere between a 500 minimum and a 5,000 max, which is Ooh. a really good, you know, place for a a beginner card um again people with zero or bad credit can anybody can apply for this card um aprs are the annual percentage rates that you will pay if you do not pay your card off 100 percent um by the end of the month so it'll tax you 19.99 up to 29.49 percent of the balance that is currently in your um account which is the incentive of pay all your money off at once but if you get to a point like me and you get a little lazy sometimes and you just kind of let the money linger you just pay the minimums every month um i don't do that anymore but Mm. ultimately you're just defeating the purpose of having all the benefits in the first place because you're paying that uh apr but it's okay you know what builds credit is paying the money off the paying the minimum off every time 
reaping the benefits from it is paying it all off at the end of the month. Yep. The goal with credit. Also, there's more than just credit cards and more than just buying a car with a low interest rate. It's buying property. That's mm-hmm. probably the biggest and best thing that you can do with your credit is buy property, uh, leverage to your credit to get certain things that will bring you more residual income and more passive income. Uh, you can buy a house. You can buy the dream house that you always wanted. You may not be able to afford it, but you got enough credit <laughs> to like get it. So, yeah, all y'all people out here whipping around these Corvettes, I know for a fact I seen you working at Dollar General. Y'all just smart enough to get y'all credit right, but y'all dumb enough <laughs> to just it's put it down. Even. You have a full time job and good credit. That's not even good credit. It's some fucking buy here, pay here places or those. What are yeah, avoid those shit? places. Completely avoid those places. Like. <laughs> Quick fix to your credit. Don't believe them. Don't go there. I pr- it's it's just as simple as getting a credit card and paying it off every month. That's it. Like, there's no gimmick to it. If all you spend is $50 on your credit card and pay that off consistently for a year, your credit will go up. That's it. You know, just mm-hmm. don't also sink your money into the ground somewhere else. Let that be the baseline. Like, just be responsible. Don't think somebody else, you could pay somebody else to better your credit or just to go and dispute a claim for you when you could have done it for free yourself. Uh, yep. Yeah, it's a lot of things, but um, yeah, now that we got a Dave couple... Ramsey. <laughs> oh, man. I love that guy. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't like him, but... I, I really don't, but I love that guy. <laughs> A lot of his advice is so, like, it's so blanketed. Like, it doesn't apply to too many people. And Well, that, and then he's also like, yeah, um, you shouldn't be buying graham crackers if you ain't got no credit. Just <laughs> save that money and use it towards something else. Yeah, like, Fuck Dave Ramsey. let's not be so stoic and philosophical about credit that we just ignore the human part of us that just wants to buy a bottle from time to time. Uh, do something dumb with money from time. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say I don't do dumb stuff with my money. I very much do dumb stuff with my money from time to time. But the overall goal, if you could have good credit and still be able to do dumb stuff with your money, that's your decision. And I have nothing to say. You know, good for you. Um, Floyd Mayweather is probably one of the richest people in America and he throws his money at women. So um, consensually, he throws his money at women. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah you always got to throw that <laughs> word out there. <laughs> always got to throw that. But um, yeah, now that uh, we kind of broke down credit, a couple of uh, well, like four different credit cards. Actually, you know, just to be entertaining, I actually pulled up um, the black card, not the actual, not like, you know, I'm going to pull you the actual Centurion American Express mm-hmm. black card that um, a lot of people like have heard about, like vaguely. It's like this illustrious card that, you know, lingers around in the shadows uh, because it's really hard to get. So for one, I couldn't actually look up information on like 
how much you can get with it or what yeah. what qualifications you need because there aren't qualifications. It's an invitation only uh, credit card, meaning you had to have had American Express card, most likely the one of the platinum cards for a while. Yeah. And they realize your income or the amount that you've spent and paid off on the card is enough for you to get it. And rumored this card is supposed to have a credit limit high enough that you could literally buy a house like a three to five hundred thousand dollar house you could swipe a car or if you want to swipe for a lamborghini uh supposedly you could swipe a lamborghini there's the only limit you have on the card is to call the bank and say hey i'm gonna be making this purchase they say word you say word you swipe it and you have a ferrari yeah um this is kind of like the the crazy pinnacle of <laughs> credit cards that I don't think I'd ever care to have unless I have a business. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it says uh rumored you have to spend $350,000 on the card per year. Per year. And I think the annual fee for that is 5 grand. Year. Yeah, five hundred between four hundred fifty to five hundred thousand dollars for the for the annual fee, but um, yeah, 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 it's yeah. <laughs> a little unheard of. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna touch that card in my life, but if I do, oh, I'm buying something crazy, and I'm a ama- I don't I don't even have a YouTube video. I'm making one. Just for, <laughs> just for that video, because I'm gonna do something. This Hilton Honors Diamond, yeah, I'm gonna get off this page because it's all stuff I can't afford. So I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. So speaking of stuff we can't afford, um, what has uh, I already said? Like I've bought eight hundred dollar plane tickets off of the airline points that I've had. Like, what is something interesting? Points have gotten you. Uh, interesting. I mean, I don't know. All right, so cash rewards. I mean, you get cash back rewards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't say it's really interesting because it wasn't terribly expensive. I mean, it was a couple hundred bucks, but I bought a set of speakers. Well, not just any speakers, like 400 watt, dual, like 12 channel big ass speakers <laughs> like PA speakers for no reason and that, I bought it all with my cash reward points and I was like this feels good because essentially I didn't spend any of my own money but the reality of it is I did so <laughs> you didn't spend all like you didn't pay full price for it pretty much you the only money you spent was the money you were going to spend anyway so you Pretty much just bought gas, diapers, food. And, yeah. Hey, here's some free speakers for no reason. All right. Yeah. But I guess that's it. I mean, beyond that, it's plane tickets and shit. I mean, I haven't really fucking gone too hard or getting anything wild. What about you? Uh, Don't tell me you bought a tiger. <laughs> when I get that black card, I'm going to buy a tiger. <laughs> Uh, no, mine has mine's just been the same thing. Uh, a lot of plane tickets. Um, it's helped me out with some rental cars from time to time. Uh, I would go on a vacation in some random place, and they would have like an Enterprise or a Hertz rental car. And Ooh, 
you just reminded me real quick. Uh, credit cards do have rental insurance oh, attached to them. That so. is also correct. So don't sign for that extra insurance of windshield. They'll scare you like if a rock hits the windshield, you'll have to pay eight hundred. Uh, these these credit cards, uh, when you uh, are above the seven hundred range, will come with um rental car insurance. Like, yeah, not all of them, but some do. Yeah. And, yeah, check out these um check out different um credit cards to see what their benefits are. Uh cards such as Discover, they they have a super interactive website that goes from cashback cards, gas and restaurant travel, uh student cashback cards that are more, you know, acclimated for younger kids that are students uh that are trying to build their credit and it's more advantageous to them or just a credit building card. Um mm-hmm. They have super easy to follow, real easy to look at. Um, Chase is a really big one. American Express. I haven't heard great things about Bank of America or Wells Fargo. Navy Fed has some pretty good cards. Yeah, I heard good things about Navy Fed. USA does too. I don't even know USA. I felt like they had a credit card, but I never. Mm. Oh, and there's also like niche credit cards like Amazon cards that partners through like Citibank, um, Apple has a, a credit card for all those Apple heads out there. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a Google credit card. There's a credit card for almost everything. Just um, see which one's more beneficial to you. Is like getting groceries more beneficial? Or are you such a big Amazon shopper, or Amazon gift card, or Amazon credit card could um, benefit you? And yeah. I would say we probably put about another uh, seven minutes of spice on this. Uh, we could talk about the how residual income has given us the opportunity to invest now that, you know, we're buying speakers for <laughs> nothing now. Um, so clearly we have extra money to, you know, put in different places, right? Yeah, I guess if that's how you want to look at it. I really just wanted to buy some speakers. But I guess <laughs> we can invest that money somewhere. I don't know. Oh, man. But, yes, you do have residual income or extra money that you can invest. Free money, I guess, so to speak, that you can invest in certain stocks. Um, investing in stocks with that extra money is pretty straightforward. I mean, you find a stock and you stick with it. Something good. You kind of watch it. You don't have to follow a stock specifically to know that it's going to be a good one over time you just have to kind of generally know about the company that it, that you're investing in what's going on the news surrounding it how the market's moving yeah and, and you can put money into it like disney i feel like disney's always going to be around yeah. um i've gone to disney made a whole cute music video with my kids at Disney. Uh so I think the share price for that is like 168 or 180 some bucks. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to buy one whole share outright. I mean, you can put in $50 at a time until you get to that point where you have one share and then continue going. Cuz the main thing with stocks is stocks are a long haul unless you're a day trader. And even then, day traders usually lose eighty percent of what they put in. Yeah, day the trading. First year of day not, trading. Yeah, the day trading. Yeah, that's. If you want to try it, feel free. 
uh, that's not. Yeah, the analytics for it just aren't good. Unless you're into forex, those guys are gods at trading. Not the not not the academy people. Not the people. No, yes, the, the academy people. They're gods. They're <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>, gods. <laughs> And they'll teach you how to be gods for about $175 a month. And they'll rent out Airbnbs with pools where you could crack champagne bottles and piss off the owners by pouring <laughs> champagne into the pools. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you people? Bro, they'll ride around uh, like rich-ass neighborhoods and take pictures in front of houses and then be like, Forex bought me this. And then like, call it manifesting, even though it's just straight cap. Yo, it's so bad because all their literacy is the same. Like mm-hmm. manifesting, this is your time. The time is now. We have the knowledge to give to the people and we just want to see you grow and grow and grow and go like, oh my goodness, it is like a cult reading. Like Yeah, yes. I'm all for manifesting and shit, bro, but like <laughs> not at that extent. Yeah, not in Mary Kay esque <laughs> business practices. Like <laughs> Shout out Mary Kay, I guess, but you know, it's a pyramid scheme. It makes you money. Pyramid schemes make you money, but it is a pyramid scheme. Like it, I said it before and I said it again. Forex itself, like the Forex market. Foreign exchange. Is legit. Yes. The IM Academy shit. In it's certain legit. respects, it is legit. But you it don't can need them. Paid. You do not need them. You don't half the time half the time they aren't necessarily yeah of course because I know some people that do forex and I don't want to hurt their feelings uh, I do too Uh, but fuck (laughs) them come on so half the time they're not really trading for themselves they're kind of following some person in front of them and realistically i looked into i am academy and they do have a program i think that follows the market and it tells you when to buy it's like an ai that tells you when to buy mm-hmm. when to sell so in terms of how much they're learning about actual trading i'd say they learned about 30 percent of actual trading i don't know i'm not in i am academy and if anybody wants to give me a free lesson in forex trading, yeah, just please shut me up, please yeah. do it. Shut me up, and I'm not paying the fees either. <laughs> just sh- shut me up for free. Shut me up because it's you know that little bot you guys use that helps people pick out different forex trades and whatnot. Fun fact: there is a theoretical monkey on Wall Street. That has been guessing trades better than the S&P 500 for, I think, two decades now. This is a thing. Google it. Like there is, I don't think, well, I think at first they were given a monkey and just gave it darts. It threw it at a board. People bought those stocks. And somehow the monkey has been right for a really long time. (laughs) (laughs) Because even, it's so stupid. It's so, prove me wrong. If you can shut me up for free, I'm pretty sure. That'll give you three or four more people to sign up under you and I pay give, you the one twenty five. I will give y'all a free podcast recording. I will produce the podcast. 
I will give it to you and I will let you put it out and I will publicly say that I was wrong about I am Academy or whatever the hell it's called. But I am confident enough to say I think um, foreign exchange is a real thing. Mm-hmm. You guys popping bottles in Airbnbs at <laughs> different places and driving around rental cars. Um, the money does legitimately exist because you need money to purchase those things. Mm-hmm. But um, I would never want to be in one of those like mansion Airbnbs with 50 kids screaming at the top of their lungs <laughs> with their phone cameras blinding me. Like, I, I don't think I want to do that. Like, let me be successful from my house. You know, mm-hmm. send send me a bottle of Dom Perignon. You know, I see you guys popping Walmart champagne. Get Dom Perignon and show to me y'all are for real. No, realistically, no. Show me how much money you've actually put in. They're not going to do that. The profits, your capital gains, and your capital losses. Show me all that shit. And I'll be fucking, I'll shut up. I'll shine your shoes or some shit. I don't really care. <laughs> oh, man. Somebody in crypto is going to kill us. They are not. They I, fuck like with, I, got, I got a couple different coins that I have bought. Yeah. I've, tra- I've traded on the Forex market. Uh, yeah, I've used Bitcoin, the brokers. Ethereum. I've made some money mm-hmm. on Forex. I have too. So, so that's why I'm saying it's legit. But beyond that, the I am Academy shit. Yeah, shout out Coinbase, not I am Academy. There's a difference between the two. But um, now with Forex, you can also trade other things other than cryptocurrency. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I think we've killed uh, the I am Academy kids uh, long enough. Uh, is there something else that we uh, investing, investing, uh, investing is a long-term game. If you want quick money, um, give it a swing. But uh, I can tell you, an option trade can go from two hundred to zero in a day. It doesn't really take much. You could just be completely wrong about an option trade; it goes bad, or you could be completely right about it, and it's great. Um, just buying a normal stock, the chances of you losing are really low at the most uh i don't know you'll probably lose like 20 or 30 dollars on a stock maybe but even that like my since my portfolio is diverse enough uh i rarely see weeks like a week time span where i ended up in the negative like i rarely see that anymore now it's yeah. all just green i don't really i just reinvest you know a couple hundred a couple hundred every month and just let it do its thing you know you don't have to buy a whole stock at a time you know if it's just one piece at a time do what you can it's better than a traditional savings account those are kind of useless to me dude just buy fucking dogecoin and just (laughs) ride it just just ride it to the moon ride it to jupiter bro Yeah, Dogecoin is the people's currency. Man, I love 2021. <laughs> <laughs> just write it. Uh, that shit hit 45 cents, just so you know. Now that, I'll happily say I was wrong. I didn't think Bitcoin was ever going to get this high. 
And I don't even know if I can say that I'm wrong yet because it fluctuates so badly. And honestly, Elon has been y'all best friend. Like every time it drips like, oh, it dripped like $5,000. Elon tweets something like to the moon goes crazy. I don't get it, but love you, Elon. Help me out with another Tesla stock because them them bad boys is expensive. Just help me out with a Tesla, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Like a stock. Speaking about a Tesla, didn't he put one in space? Yeah. Yeah, the Roadster. I love Elon Musk. He's crazy. Super weird guy. I I love a Tesla. I think my next... My next vehicle is going to be a Tesla or something electric. I, I'm all about the electric cars right now. Man, electric's about to take over pretty soon. A lot of uh, a lot of countries are looking towards 2035 as the cutoff date for the production of gasoline vehicles. Oh, really? Yeah, that's more in Europe than it is. I don't know what America's talking about, but over in Europe there, um, countries are smaller, so it's easier for them to discontinue. Um, these vehicles and that's why you're starting to see an uptick in a lot of cars just coming out with like hybrids or just straight up electric cars Mm -hmm. Uh, they got the memo they didn't want to do what elon was you know paving a road for but now elon's you know kind of going beyond that hemisphere he's trying to you know live in on jupiter or something he smoked one time with joe rogan and now he wants to live on another planet I fuck with Elon Musk, bro. Yeah, I hope you get there, bro. <laughs> but uh, it has been another good podcast. Hopefully, you guys uh, learned a little something from it. If you uh, have any questions, and if you're on my friends list because I don't add random people, uh, hit me, DM me. Feel free. Uh, ask me a couple questions if you want. I'm always willing don't to help. Don't message me. <laughs> Yeah, flat out, if you're not on my friends list, like, this isn't, like, a actual social media podcast. Like, if this reaches somebody that isn't on my friends list, I'm really happy that I was able to help you. Um, Hopefully, we meet and encounter each other one day, but I am not going to add you on Instagram or Facebook because I don't know you. Um, nah, fuck that. I will. Hit me up. <laughs> fuck you, you gatekeeping ass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the Instagram then. Um, my Instagram is we underscore rage. Hey, there you go. Actually, there is. I keep forgetting that our podcast has a, a Instagram, but I I need to actually get on it sometime soon because I really haven't been on it in a while. So if you message that, I doubt anybody has. But uh, if you did, sorry. If you do want to reach out with questions. I am more than willing to answer them. Uh, just give me one second. I'm about to pull up the pod. On. So uh, the podcast is The Culture Bros, the underscore culture bros uh, on Instagram. You'll see it. It's just uh, the same picture that's in the podcast intro. If you have any questions about uh, stocks, uh crypto credit cards investing uh soon i'm gonna start uh doing interviews with uh people in different career fields again to get a little uh, insight out to you guys of you know whether if you want to be like an engineer if you want to be a school teacher 
if you want to do whatever profession in life, uh, I'm going to start looking for people that are in different career fields. Also, reach out to the Culture Bros podcast, uh, DM us, and tell us what you do. Um, I might want to get you on the podcast and share that insight with different people. You know, we just want to share as much information as possible and, uh, you know, get as many people to win. You know, I don't care if you win more than me. I don't care if you win better than me. I don't care if, you know, you get the more money. I don't care. Like, Yeah, all without having to pay $175. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no monthly know? subscription. None of that P600, P1000 shit <laughs> right here. Everybody's a chairman 8000. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> oh my you know what? i want to know how the motherfuckers navigate tax season bro because that's like the biggest question i have i have like how do they navigate tax season when the time comes do they not file their taxes i could tell you everybody that was posting all those crazy pictures last year that's a chairman whatever they do not post those same pictures this year so <laughs> <laughs> they chilled out a lot <laughs> they chilled out a lot Man, uh, man, it's been a good episode. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We're out. Peace. In a minute, but don't let me for my face. Okay, a minute. Always show it on my face. I've been a villain. Always been a middle case, but now I feel it. Took a 40 to the face, and I'm chilling. Anything that's in my way, I'm finna kill it. I found my lane, now I'm straight, nobody in it. I found my lane, now I'm straight, nobody in it.